Every day, during this great and terrible pause, the Cood Street Podcast is calling up readers and book lovers from around the world to ask them what they're reading, what they're working on, and how they're coping with these strange times. Today I'm joined by exciting debut novelist Andrea Stewart, author of The Bone Shard Daughter, who joins me from somewhere in the wilds of America. Hello, Andrea. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well, just, you know, coping with the pandemic and the fire, so, as well as I can. Well, actually, how are things where you are? Because, you know, sort of, you're somewhere in America, and as far as I can tell from the other side of the world, it's either on fire or about to be on fire. Yes, so it is fortunately not on fire exactly where I am, but it is very, very smoky and apocalyptic looking. And how are you, you, you finding your way through the apocalypse? It's been an extraordinary year. Are you finding you're able to read, to work, to function? Um, I think a little less so than normally, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to not working inside my house. I'm used to actually like going to a coffee shop or to a co-working space or a library. So it's, it's a little bit distracting trying to work from home, but I, I know everybody else is dealing with that too. Yeah, it is a bit like that. And I mean, do you find you're able to like to, to, to concentrate? Because what I've found when I talk to people quite often is the whole ill-defined nature of the time we're in leads us to, how would I put it, to be, to be in a kind of like fog because of things. It's just hard to focus and work out when things have to happen and all that kind of It is a little bit harder to focus. Um, thankfully, I'm a pretty fast writer to begin with, so slower than usual, but it's still going, thankfully. <laughs> well, I should ask you then, because this is part of what we're here for, have you been able to read? Are you reading? What are you reading? And, you know, critically, is it any good? So, um, yes, I have been able to read not, again, as much as I usually would, <laughs> but um, definitely, uh, so when I actually um, signed with uh, Orbit, they sent me a box of books, which was the most amazing thing ever, <laughs> getting a box of books. Um, and then I've also been lucky enough to be uh, receiving some ARCs. Mm -hmm. um, so right now, actually, what I'm currently in the middle of is a book called uh, Star Eater by Kirsten Hall. Um, that is actually uh, coming out in January, I believe. So it's not out yet, mm -hmm. um, but it's it's uh, super interesting. It's got these like cannibal priestesses, <laughs> which is <laughs> yeah, which is a really neat concept and very cool magic and a lot of political intrigue. So I'm reading through that right now. Uh, I think. Before that, I had read um, Megan O'Keefe's uh, third book in her uh, Protectorate trilogy, which is not out yet. The second one actually just came out. Um, but I can confidently say that it sticks the landing. <laughs> so I would definitely pick up that trilogy. Um, I loved the first book. Uh, the second book is great. And the third book is fantastic as well. So yeah. there's that. Um as far as new releases that are actually out, I uh, finished reading The Vanished Queen by Elizabeth Campbell. Um, and that was, uh, it was a great thing to read, I think, like right now. <laughs> it's it's very, uh, it's very kind of hopeful in a lot of ways, where it's set um, in this country that is on the edge of a revolution. And um, everybody's kind of trying to figure out their way through that and how to depose this co corrupt leader. Uh, and then there are some mysteries going on as well. Uh, but it was just like a kind of refreshing read, I think, especially in these trying times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. 
So that's kind of what I've been reading lately. Do, do you, I mean, a question that I, I asked back at the beginning of this quite often was what you'd recommend for people who are stuck in the middle of things. I'm not sure it holds up now as a question because it's been so long, but do you think this is a time for challenging reads, for uh, comfort reads, or just for whatever gets you through the week? Gosh, I think it really depends on who you are, because I think for some people, it's really helpful for them to read something that is more challenging, that kind of helps them make sense a little bit of what is going on. Uh, And I think for some people, it is easier to read something that is more escapist and just, you know, takes you away from this terrible place (laughs) (laughs) and just kind of allows you to reset a little bit. So I think it kind of depends on the person. It's, it's, it's funny because like that, I was beta reading something that was set in a pandemic and some of us were like, oh yes, this is what I want to read right now. And some <laughs> of us were like, this is too soon. So I think it, it kind of depends on, on who you are. Yeah, definitely. Well, let me ask you, happily, joyfully, I know what you have out in the world. You have a brand new book that came out, I think, this week, if I remember correctly, called The yes. Bone Shard Daughter. So tell me, how did you come to be writing this new story. What is it? What's the elevator pitch for the Um so the elevator pitch I've been giving people is that uh it's an epic fantasy in an Asian inspired setting and it follows several characters. There's a daughter who's trying to reclaim her rightful place as heir. There's a smuggler who professes not to care but can't seem to stop doing good things. There's two women in an established relationship who are struggling with the class differences between them. And then there's a stranger on a remote island trying to unravel the mystery of why she's there. So I've told people, well, if you like a failing empire on the brink of revolution, migratory islands, monstrous constructs powered by bone shard magic, a magic system that's inspired by computer programming and magical animal companions, then you might like my book. (laughs) Well, it covers a fair amount of ground. I'm sure many people are going to warm to it. Let me ask, how long ago did you start work on it? I mean, these things don't happen overnight. Where does the Bone Shard Daughter start for you? Um, Well, it actually started with uh, an idea a very long time ago when I was at the San Antonio World Con. I don't remember how many years ago that was, but it was many years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was out of food court with my friends. And um, one of my friends, uh, Marina Lostetter, who's actually another author, um, she uh, got some Chinese food from the food court, which is not the best place to get Chinese food (laughs) in San Antonio. But uh, she found a shard of bone in her food. She almost choked on it. And I was thinking, well, what if bone shards were used for magic? (laughs) Uh, And that kind of like started the ball rolling for me. I didn't actually start writing it until um, I think it was uh, last year sometime, but or a couple years ago. Oh, shoot. I don't know. I'd have to look at a calendar. (laughs) Everything's a blur. Yeah. But it kind of like just sat in my head for grew from there. Okay. And so having gone through the process of writing the story, finding someone to publish it, getting it edited and everything, do you find your perspective on the whole writing thing that you're doing now has changed? Because obviously, well, I assume you are caught in the business of writing the next part of the story. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it is definitely different. So uh it was not the first book that i wrote Mm -hmm. i've written many books and they were all first 
novels in the sense that they're supposed Mm. to kick off like maybe like a trilogy or a series. So my experience now is I'm writing the second book, which is a little bit different structurally from our first book. And it's kind of, you know, forming that bridge between the first book and the third book. So it's, it's been an interesting experience trying to learn how to do that. Well, actually, I was going to ask, you mentioned with Megan O'Keefe's book a moment ago that it, that she stuck the landing in her trilogy. Do you find yeah. yourself looking at trilogies now from a different perspective, trying to work out the structure of the business of it, because you have to work out what to do with that middle volume that isn't a beginning, that isn't an ending, and then work out how to bring it all together in a final book? Oh, definitely. Yes. Uh, I have been going on Wikipedia and refreshing my memory (laughs) of many middle volumes (laughs) and how they were structured and what they did in there. Because I'm thinking, yes, it has to form a bridge between the first and the second book, but it has to be its own satisfying story in its own right. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of studying of that, I think. I think I have it down at this point. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what people think of it. I mean, I, right now I'm, I'm in the process of revising it. So, And I mean, I, I guess the, in, the intention, and I know sort of epic fantasy readers always get kind of edge of their seat about this kind of thing, is to have one of the books in the series out every year, you know, probably around this time of the year. Is that the, the, the rough plan? Uh, I believe so, yes. I mean, I don't have a release date for the second book yet, but... I am planning on handing it on time, so hopefully it's in decent shape. I'm sure, speaking as an editor myself, that your editor will be very pleased to hear that that's the plan. And does the second book have a title? Or is that not Um, public yet? Well, they just approved it, but I don't know if it is public yet. I mean, I just got an email saying that everyone was good with it, but I don't know if, yeah. We we shall leave that for, for its appropriate moment. But, you know, sort of, are you finding that publishing the book is what you're Uh, yeah, I mean, yes and no. Like, yes, in the sense that it's what I've always wanted. And it's amazing to see it on the shelves. I didn't ever think that it would get this kind of reception or, yeah, yeah, this is kind of beyond my wildest dreams at this point. So it's a little (laughs) bit overwhelming. um, But in the best way possible, definitely. Yeah. Well, The Bone Shard Daughter is out in good bookstores around the world, well, the English-speaking world, even as we speak, certainly here in Australia, and I assume across North America and the, in the UK. But for the moment, Andrea Stewart, thank you so much for making time to talk to me today. I genuinely appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.